Hey guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland. And on today's episode, we'll be doing a competition breakdown where we get with a winner of a competition and let them break down their cast for us. Y'all stay tuned and we're about to put them on the spot. Today's word, 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. 1 Thessalonians 5.11. Hey guys, today's episode is brought to you by Timber Creek Dog Supply, our go-to for everything hunting dog related. Timber Creek has been in the dog supply business for 20 years and supports multiple tree and running dog organizations. Check them out at TimberCreekSupply.com or on Facebook at Timber Creek Dog Supply. We would also like to take this time to thank Mr. Jeff Island with the Ground Floor Landscape Supply for his support in the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. Thank you, Mr. Jeff. All right, guys, welcome to the Hunting Dog Public Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Moreland, and today we have Mr. Brandon Lowry. Mr. Brandon, how are you? Man, I'm doing just fine, fat and sassy. I heard that. I'm glad uh, you said you just got done eating, so so one of us is full and one yeah. of us is hungry. <laughs> I, I hear you, man. I get, I got, man, my wife's awesome, man. She just, I get home and she's got youngins bathed and youngins put up or done homework and got food cooked and everything. Man, I just, I couldn't be no. Man, it sounds like you got a keeper you better not trade her in that's right that's right man <laughs> I, I get home and me and my little boy go walk my little puppies through my little walking trail i got back here where i work dogs at and <clears throat> I, uh by the time i get back in there she's done got supper cooked and everything so we we, we ready hey, you trade her in for a new model that might not be like yet no i ain't no <laughs> doubt <laughs> I ain't, they don't make them like and she's a she's a younger i mean she's i'm gonna tell her age she's 35 36 years old just turned 36 so wow she's uh she's one of a kind man i'll be honest with you i heard that well mr yeah. brandon i know you've been on before you're a previous guest but would you tell a little about yourself and where you're from yeah i'm from uh summerall mississippi uh south mississippi uh, about an hour and a half south of jackson i uh <clears throat> i was born and raised here in the same i actually live in my grandparents house i was uh born and raised here been coon hunting my 90 percent of my life uh i coon hunted up until katrina hit that's all i did was coon hunt i mean six nights a week after church on wednesday night we'd, we'd go hunting and only night only night we didn't hunt on was sunday and man we, we loved it man that katrina hit and it just tore up all our woods and uh didn't get to do much more coon hunting after that i, I was going through the woods one night and the dang I don't know what kind of snake it was. Didn't look at it long enough to find out, but that I crawled up under a tree after that hurricane hit, and that's about all you did was crawl or climb over. Yeah. And I, I climbed. I, I was crawling up under a big old oak tree, and a snake hit me on the back of the neck. And it might not have even been a snake, but a snake hit me right, right over my neck, and it knocked my light off of me. And dude, that was loud. I got home that night, and I never went back. I didn't go back coon hunting until probably three or four years ago. Wow! So, so it actually <laughs> struck at you? No, it fell off. I guess when I was crawling under that deal, I, I was I was just breaking all kind of stuff, and that joker just wrapped around my neck, 
and there was a boy by we was actually right here behind my house and uh it was another boy with me and that snake hit me and it he i guess it just fell off the tree and then if you know anybody that knows me knows i can't stand snakes i'm scared to death of them i squeal like a little girl uh lee lee will pick them up and throw them on me a little black snake and i'll just it freak me out i can't stand it but <laughs> That's uh, funny. But I, I coon hunted mostly, you know, I said when Katrina hit, it got real thick. And then obviously, I mean, the only thing you can do with dogs when it's thick is really rabbit hunt or deer hunt. But I got a few beagles in and got to train some beagles around the house. That didn't last too long. I, I just, I love the tree dogs. And uh, I got a, I did get a, uh, a coon dog right after that, but it didn't, it fizzled out real quick. I tried it again, but then I uh, I got some fox dolls, got to running fox dolls for a while, and, and I'll touch into that later on. But I I, uh, I ran fox dolls for a good while, actually right when I met my wife. Uh, had had squirrel dog, had a squirrel dog, a little feist, uh, feist and a curb mix, and uh, his name was Doc. Whenever my we- I met my wife, and uh, but I, I blame it on her because I tell I, I tell everybody I had to sell all my fox dolls in my in my four wheeler to buy our wedding ring. So, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we we got married and uh, I just chose to. I'd rather be squirrel hunting. You know, I can go in the morning and go squirrel hunting, or go and be be home at night. You know, we wasn't didn't have kids at that time, but uh, just kind of picked squirrel hunting. I love. I just I mean I just love tree dogs. You know, yeah. and if I wasn't gonna coon hunt, I didn't want to stay out stay out all night. I got to where I like to sleep a lot. You know, huh. so I, I I migrated towards squirrel dolls, and then you know that's when I kind of met Lee and went from there. All right, and you're hunting a, a I guess a, I guess he's considered a gator dog. You know, he's yeah, he, he, he's, he's out gators, of uh, gators grandfather. Yeah, gators out as his grandfather. What's the, so smack the dog you're hunting currently? What's what's he out of? He is out of. Uh, Williams Gus from uh, Terry Snyder owns him, and uh, a Kate and Gator female called Smiley that belongs to uh, Brian Matthews from West Virginia. Uh, I'm actually sitting. I, I got her here at my house. I'm trying to. We're trying to breed her and get some puppies off of her. Breeding her, gonna breed her to uh, Chris Knight's Tank Doll. And uh, as soon as she'll come in, if she'll ever come back in. But yeah. Anyway, yeah, that's that's his breeding. And uh, Bert Bert Carter actually owns him. And I'm do, we're just kind of partnered up on him. I'm doing a lot of the hunting, just trying to get him back in the hunting condition, and uh, then put him in a few hunts and had had a little luck with him. Now you raise Smack, correct? I well, Brian raised them as puppies, and when he got they got, uh, I think they was around four months old. He brought them to Lee's training pen, and he uh, he dropped them off in the training pen, and it Smack and his brother. He at the time he called him Deacon. He didn't call Smack Smack at the time. He didn't. I don't think he didn't even have a name at the time. But he called his brother Deacon. He really he liked that. The, it was a little smaller red one, red brindle. And uh, but they wasn't in that training pen four or five days. I don't think, and they started just treeing like crazy. Well, uh, Brian lives all the way in West Virginia, and he had just dropped them off, so he he wasn't no way he could come all the way back down, you know, and get them. So uh, he paid uh paid noah clark to uh hunt them two dogs because brian just wanted the best the first two started tree and he wanted wanted those two and uh he was gonna get you know, lee was gonna keep the rest of them and uh, for starting for starting them in his yeah. pen 
And uh, so uh, anyway, Brian got Brian called Noah. Noah took him and hunted him for about two weeks, or it may have been a month. Closer, I can't remember exactly the number of days, but right out a month. But I called Noah and was asking him. I said, "What are them dogs doing? Are they doing good?" He said, "Man, I think they were left in that training pen just a little bit too long." He said, "They they barking on a few trees. They they tree hard for about forty bark, fifty bars." He said, "And they run in, they go and find another one." I said, well, that's all right. I said, I can fix that, you know, and I called Brian. I, at the time, I didn't have nothing. I I, I had, uh, had a couple young dogs that was getting going. I had, well, I had, uh, yeah, I don't remember what I had. I had a, a young dog, but I don't remember. It wasn't much count. Uh, but anyway, I called Brian and asked him if he wanted to work out a deal with me. And uh, I would take both of them dogs and I'd get them and I'd do some, you know, yard work with them, get them right and get them get them where they're treeing pretty decent. And then he could pick whichever one he wanted and I would keep the other one. So we done that. He and he, he, the Deacon dog hunted faster and treed harder than Smack. And, uh, so he, he wanted Deacon's spot. We, we did the deal and, uh, I took Smack and, and the rest is history. Yeah. Now I'm curious what, whatever happened to the Deacon dog? He is now I, Actually, one of Brian's buddies is hunting him, and he's just just a good pleasure dog. I mean, that's all he does is pleasure. He don't competition hunt, uh, but he's a he's a firecracker now. He's fast, there's lightning in the woods, and he's a really really good tree dog. Uh, I mean, he was he was three times the tree dog Smack was. Really? Yeah. He he was nice. Now he was nice. obviously Smack's turned on. You know, I don't know if uh was that dog you think he was just an early starter or you think he just might've been the better of the two? Oh, uh, I mean, I really don't know. I think, well, he had a little, Brian got him up there and, uh, where Brian hunted at the time and he was building a house, they were, where he hunted at was real hilly where he lives up there in the mountains in West Virginia. And, uh, he, uh, the dog would get in there and just like he was doing, uh, he couldn't get to him quick enough. Because it would, he wouldn't be 200 yards from him, but it'd take him 30 minutes to get there climbing in ravines, you yeah. know. And uh, it kind of set him back. He just couldn't get there quick enough to him, you know. And so he, he, I think the guy that's got him now has some better wood, you know, flatter woods to hunt in. And he, once he started knocking squirrels out to him, man, it was just game on. That dude just turned into a freak. Well, so uh, at what point did you, so, so, he brought him at four months to Lee's training pen. He was in there a few days, started treeing hard, him and his brother. Then yes. Noah hunted him for a little bit, and then you got both of them. And at what point did you end up owning Smack? How old do you think he was? Uh, he was nine months old. Nine months old when I when I first got him when I when I could call him mine. You know, okay. when me and Brian made that deal. You know, because I I kind of knew Brian was gonna like Deacon. He liked his size, you know, and he was just a little bit better, you know, and everything he was doing, he was just a little bit better than Smack. So I kind of I kind of knew he was going to pick Deacon. So I kind of – we, and at the time, still, he didn't have a name. Or I don't – I may have named him. And uh, when in his name, where I, how I come up with his name is kind of cool. But I, at the time, I, I had named him, but Lee was like – he just couldn't get behind that name. And I, I really wasn't stuck to it. It wasn't very old. Wasn't, he wasn't old enough to really have – uh, know his name but we were uh we were hunting one day and he said uh man uh he said why don't you call that dog smack he said for smiley and mac because at the time 
me and or Lee had told me that uh, I didn't really know the. I just knew it was a Dixie Dixie Creek, a Bill and Jesse male that was a daddy. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, I had the paper, but I hadn't looked at it because he Lee had just told me that his daddy's name was that Mac dog that Terry Snyder's uh, buddy had. Well, uh, what had happened was Brian had brought Smiley down to breed to Mac, and uh, Mac wouldn't breed her. So Terry got fed up with it. Terry said, I'll tell you what, we'll take him down there to my buddy's house. They don't where Gus is, and uh, we'll breed him to Gus and let her make the Mac. And uh, so Brian just, I mean, he, well, he took him over and bred him to, bred him to Gus and didn't, I mean, just wanted to get her bred, you know. And uh, so we I mean, really wasn't even supposed to be breeding her to Gus. And uh, yeah. again, again, kind of one of them accident deals or unexpected but anyway this whole time lee i guess forgot about it or, or didn't know that uh he didn't breed the mac he bred the gus so he said man why don't you call that dog smack and you know short smiley and mac smack i said well that's pretty cool i said that'll stick good so really leaf come up with a name and uh so, so lee said, come up with the name and forgot which dog yeah, you bred it to well lee come up with the name and then about about three or four months later, I got to looking at his paper, and I said, Lee, his dad's name ain't even Mike, it's Gus. I said, so Smuss ain't going to sound good. I said, you can't name him Smuss. Well, well said, to be fair, Lee's probably got a, a a vault full of papers. Oh, yeah, he does. He's got piles of them. <laughs> He's got piles of them. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. funny. So, so, so well, pretty, pretty... it's fitting, I guess, now that yeah, you look yeah. at him. I don't know that I can see him called anything else. No, I couldn't, man. It's a pretty cool name, and I mean, I wish I could say I come up with it, but I didn't. Yeah. we got the idea from Michael Dixon, man. He's always putting two and two names together to make one, and he always comes up with some cool, cool little names. He had a dog named Giz that was out of a Gator and a Liz female, so he put Giz together. He had a dog named Cater, which was out of a Kate and Gator uh, cross. Uh, he he just he comes up with some cool stuff. So, but I we we was just talking about that. That's where they come up with smack at. So. That's funny. That's funny. Well, I mean now smack. I think you know he's he's on the radar. Everybody knows who he is, and and uh, it's pretty fitting. I think uh, as many yellow dogs is winning nowadays. Yellow must be the new brindle. You think? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I just I like. I, I like, and I like them all. I mean, I like Bruno. I like, I don't, I'm not, a, I guess I can't say I'm like, oh, Adam O'Donnell. He loves him a Bruno dog, you know. I, I'm right opposite. I, I don't really care for a solid Bruno dog. I like a Bruno with white feet or a white blaze down his face, or, you know, something like that, you know. But, but I, I just, I love a yellow and white, yellow, red, yep. something like that. Just something different. I, I do too, because, you know, the, there can be different shades of Bruno. But once you, yeah. you they kind of, if there's a line of brindle dogs standing there, they kind of, I guess the brindle hides, you know, the muscles and the, they kind of all look similar, I guess you could say. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then yeah, you bring out something that's tricolor or something that's a little different and yeah. it kind of catches eyes. So. Oh yeah. Like old Tank, man. Tank's probably yep. one of the prettiest dogs I've ever seen. I love it. I love what a dog looks like. Yes, sir. And oh, uh. That dog of uh now the Brennell Brennell side of it, that uh Burt Burt Williams or Bart Williams, I'm sorry, Bart Williams dog Ace. Man, that sucker's beautiful. He 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 absolutely so, uh, is. 
They they pretty is. much all of them. I, oh, I agree. I'm not taking nothing away from the Brennell, but yeah, yeah sure. it, it's just. I guess I th- I feel like the brittle color camouflages a lot of body features if you're not standing up. Oh on yeah. Them. If you're not standing up oh. on them, you can't. You know, if it was 15, 20 yards away, you might not be able to see how muscled up Ace was just yeah, because yeah. of his shade That's of right. brittle. That's right. But he is That's absolutely right. a beautiful dog, and and there's a lot of beautiful brittle dogs. I'm just saying, you know, I like something a little different myself. But That's right. The reason I said that is is between you and Flo and a couple of other different colored dogs they seem to be winning here lately hey hey maybe that's maybe that's the that's the new trend the tides are turning <laughs> yeah maybe so. <laughs> so you won the mississippi usdc hunt that mr chris knight my partner put on him and miles miller put on down there in the delta yes and you also won the help me out is it the omcba alabama hunt yeah Cl- clifton robinson put on the omcba hunt there in lawlier his place last last week yes sir so we're gonna kind of do a competition breakdown that's the reason this is gonna actually air uh today is tuesday so it's gonna air thursday but uh okay you know we're gonna do a competition breakdown but a little bit of information about the hunt in alabama you remember how many dogs showed up for that oh man i think they was 12 dogs there 12 or 13 i think 12 dogs there and it was a one rounder, one and round hunt. How many squirrels did y'all plus? Did you plus up personally? Uh, we had four, a uh, smack. We looked at four smacks and three of the Josie dog of of uh, Eric Wallace. Wow. So so y'all treat seven in one round. Seven. Yeah. Which now I will say we were down there behind uh, Clifton's house down there where they call us the the sanctuary for them. You know, kind of like a that place there behind Terry Snyder's house, you know, they just, it's got plenty of squirrels, but hey, you would have, I'd have thought we'd have had a thousand plus points, but we, hey, they were holding tight and they were hard to find that day. But, but yeah, we did. We had a good hunt. We, and we found some squirrels. He ended up with 400 plus and 400 circle. And I think Josie had uh 300 plus and 200 circle, maybe something like that. Well, well, you know, he might have a lot of squirrels right there, and I'm sure he's not shooting them, but, you know, they, they yeah. get dogs smart, so they know they need to timber oh, yeah. or they need to hold That's tight. Right. So, you know, those might be smarter than the average wood squirrel. Yeah, he had, he had mentioned that beforehand. He said they, if the dog timbers, it may be a bad deal, but we were blessed. We didn't either one have a minus that morning. He, he, we, it turned out nice. turned out good. We got, we got lucky for sure. Now, who'd you hunt against in that hunt? Uh it was Eric Eric Wally's Josie doll, but Bert Carter handled her. I couldn't figure out how you drew out with him because I well that was all <laughs> that was all Miss Melissa Wally's doing. She <laughs> she got up there and drew it up. So that's what <laughs> Eric was. Eric looked at her like, "What in the world did you do?" <laughs> well, but yeah, that, we don't know how in the world that happened, but it, it did. It I happened. just thought that you know technically Bert's. On on the on one of the owners on the smack dog, I don't th- I didn't think he drew out against your own dog unless it was a last minute deal for yeah. Bert to handle. Well, it was he had I think Eric Eric had called him about handling Josie a, a day or two before that, and he had told him he'd handle her, and uh you know they just filled out the cards and and that's what that's the way they landed. I got you. Now you do a yes. lot of pleasure hunting with Smack, don't you? Yes, I do. Hey, so, well, since I since I got him back, I have for yeah. sure. And uh, apparently you got him clicking on all cylinders at this moment. 
So he he's he is not quite where I, I need him to be or not want him to be. Uh, he he's still got some improving to do for sure because he, he he's not back where he was back when I took him to his uh, a hunt a couple years ago in the Arkansas State hunt. That's where I that's where I seen what I what I wanted to see out of him. Man, he was just clicking. He ended up placing second in that hunt, but he. He had been laid up for eight weeks in a four-foot-by-four-foot kennel. He had had a torn uh, ligament in his back leg, and the uh, the, doc, the vet said that he couldn't jump or jump down or jump or, or run or nothing because she was scared he would tear it even more. So he, I had to leave him in that in that four-by-four four box for uh, eight weeks. He could never he never got out. All I did was wash the kennel out. I never let him out of the box. And uh, which was killing me because he was just clicking. I had hunted him all summer long, and that that Arkansas State hunt up there was uh, it was well. It's, this coming up weekend is going to be the same hunt. Uh, now, now you didn't so, hunt him before you took him up there. Yeah, oh, I I had hunted him a bunch, but I, I'm talking, talking about b- between the the tear and the hunt. No, no, I never let him out of a four foot by four foot. So box. he laid up eight weeks, and you took him straight to a hunt. He laid up eight weeks, and uh, on week seven, I told my wife, I said, I can't handle it no more. I got to go turn him loose. And uh, she said, you're going to mess up? You waited this whole long. I was giving him them antibiotics and muscle, uh, uh, some kind of supplements. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I spent all kinds of money on him. I was trying to get him back right because I had all summer in on him, and he was just looking good. We went, you know, Stephen Bradham and Ty Ford and all had went with him, and just they had seen what he was, and. Uh, he was just a, he was just one of a kind animal at that time. And, yeah. uh, so I, I laid, I, and that was on a Monday. I told my wife, I said, I got to take him, I got to take him hunting, you know? And I was a nervous wreck. I picked him up and walked him to my truck and put him in the dog box. And, uh, he's not a little dog either, but, um, uh, took him to the woods right down the road from my house and I cut him loose and I was just, it wasn't 30 seconds and he fell tree. And I run in there to him because I know he'd be bouncing around and acting crazy. Yeah. And uh, long story short, he made one tree that day, and I kind of babied him all the way back to the truck. The next day, I turned him loose, let him make two trees. And on a Wednesday, on that Wednesday, I let him make four trees. And uh, I put him up, and I told my wife, I said, I'm going to go to Arkansas Friday, Friday night, and I'm going to stay at Arkansas. And I put him in that hunt Saturday. She said, you're crazy. I mean, you shouldn't take him. He ain't, he'd been laid up for eight weeks. You know, you shouldn't take him there. But I did. Drove all the way up there and got up there and almost didn't get to hunt. Uh, didn't know that ONC, you can't enter a ONCBA hunt unless your dog is permanently registered. Yeah. And uh, so I drove all the way up there and got there. And me and Bert. Uh, Bart, I keep saying Bert because of Bert Carter, but me and Bart Williams and D. Patton and uh, I had a boy that worked for me. I'd hired him to come up there and, and help me, you know, pull vines and stuff, you know, just paid him $100 to come up there to work, uh, help me. Yeah. Anyway, I got to talking to, to uh, D. and I told him when I, in the morning, you know, what time I'm going to get there a little earlier so I can register him and all that. And D said, man, uh, I don't think you can do that. You know, I don't think I think your dog's supposed to be permanently registered. And I just drove six and a half hours to Hazen, Arkansas, to hunt this hunt, and uh, so I freak out. So I'm calling people and calling people, and they confirm it. Yeah, you can't hunt in it unless you're registered. So uh, I think D or um, 
Uh, maybe Carl Smith got me out of a bind. I called him, and he called Judy, and Judy called me, and when after about 30 minutes, she had me permanently registered and sent me a number. She saved my tail in driving all the way up there. She just was a blessing, man. <laughs> she I got all the way up there and didn't have a registered dog. wasn't going to be able to hunt, and I was going to have to turn around six and a half hours all the way back, and that was going to be a long ride. So, so you didn't have a uh, – uh, that you never sent the puppy papers in? No, yeah, I just had puppy papers. I never sent them in to get them pup, you know, permanently registered. I was going to do it at that hunt. Yeah. Uh, wow. But <laughs> yeah, so if you ain't got your dog permanently registered in OMCBA, you can't go to an OMCBA hunt unless your dog is permanently registered. Or a UMCA hunt either. That may be, yeah. Maybe no, I mean, that's a fact. You cannot hunt in a UMCA yeah. hunt if your dog's not an OMCBA permanently registered dog. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, so. yeah, that there, there we but, go. Yeah, that. That was a deal, but anyway, we got it done, and they were awesome. Carl Smith just went over and beyond, got it done, and Miss Judy too. And anyway, the next morning, uh, at an all man, I drew out with uh, Clifton's Abbey dog and uh, uh, oh, uh, Kent Johnson's Doc dog, two squirrel champ, grand squirrel champions. I mean, just been oh, yeah. winning all over the place. And here I am with old Smack. He ain't doing crap. And uh, but I, I knew I knew I knew what he was, you know. And I knew when I cut him loose that he was gonna give me everything he had. And uh, but I did, man. That morning he put on a clinic. Uh, I don't remember what the score was, but I ended up winning that first cast that morning. Uh, actually, all dogs looked real good that morning. But I ended up winning that cast, winning the second round. Uh, I think I I think it was uh. Every dog I drew that day was a squirrel champion or a grand squirrel champion. And then, oh, uh, that evening in the, in the final cast, I went to, I stopped by the store on the way home and I got him, a, uh, or not on the way home, but on the way back to the clubhouse after that second round and got him a Gatorade. I gave him an ibuprofen or, a, or I think Bart had given me a ibuprofen or a something, you know, to give him because he was, he was, you know, like I said, he'd been laid up for eight weeks. You know, he wasn't in shape. Yeah. And, uh, Anyway, long story short, and old Garrett, uh, oh, I can't remember them boy's last name. Uh, and he had a little dog named Storm. And uh, anyway, that she was in, she's a nice little dog out of uh, uh, Maximus. She's out of Maximus. Yeah. And uh, anyway, she ended up she ended up winning that cash. He he finished second. I uh, got the reserve Arkansas State uh, plaque. And uh, but that was his first. That's when I seen then. He he never quit on me. He gave me all he had on the last tree. Uh, I got the two put on me about three times walking into the tree because he was he was just sitting there hugging that tree, and he'd bark once every forty five seconds. He'd bark. And he just couldn't. When I got to him, I just man, he just fell out and he was tired. So I yeah. I, I seen that he wasn't gonna give up on me. So I, I knew what I, I knew what I had then, and and then it was you know it's all been on since then. But that'll make you feel he, good. He had, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he. I worked him all that next summer, and and he, he. Uh, I kind of got. I got. Uh, I messed him up there a little bit. Me and Chris went hunting, and I kind of got onto him, uh, a, a way I shouldn't. Have, I didn't beat him or nothing, but I, I whooped him or I switched him off of a tree instead of leashing him off a tree and switching. You know, I had just a, a mistake on my part that I'll never in my life ever make again because it took me about two months to get him back halfway decent. You know. But I worked him all that summer, and then here comes old Eric Wiley wanting to buy him from me. 
and it, I give him, I give him heck for about two weeks. I think it took me about two weeks before I finally ended up selling him to him, and that's how Eric got him, and and then somehow uh, I don't remember who all got him after that, but uh, Mr. Burt Carter ended up with him, and uh, man, it's just been a, it was a blessing him bring him back to me and let me hunt him. It's just been a pleasure ever since. I know, I know you're happy he's back you know it's uh oh yeah. it's something to raise a dog and then sell it and wish you wouldn't have you know exactly so exactly hey guys we'd like to take this time to thank precision aluminum fabrications for their support in sponsoring the hunting dog public podcast they specialize in custom aluminum welding from custom dog boxes, aluminum water tanks, and aluminum toolboxes, which are all built to the customer's request. They guarantee the best price on the market while maintaining a top quality product. Precision Aluminum Fabrication is located in Amit, Louisiana, and you can contact them through their Facebook page at Precision Aluminum Fabrication or on their website at www.precisiondogbox.com. So if you are in need of a product or a service, please check them out. Let's touch a little bit on this USDC hunt. Uh, so y'all was at the Delta. Where did y'all draw out at? Uh, we were at uh, Holly Bluff at, uh, what was that place's name? Uh, I can't remember the name. It started with a J. Okay. One, or, anyway, it was a little, di- a, a little, little a little diner. Yeah, a little diner there we drew out. Was it Jasmine's? Uh, I don't think. For some reason, that name rings a bell, but that might not be it. Anyway, started. I can't. Yeah, I can't remember what the or Jesse's or something like that. But ain't that in just? Uh, well, I guess I can't. But anyway, it it was a little little diner there we drew out at that morning. But I got you. Oh. we went and hunted to uh we went and hunted in the sunflower national or wma is where we went in and hunted at so uh, so, so the first round you drew out with who i grew out drew out with uh again uh eric wally's chloe jip and melissa i'm sorry it was it's melissa's dog it ain't <laughs> eric's dog anymore. she has claimed that jip and she is hers so that's miss melissa's dog uh chloe and uh rylan kennedy's dog beth yeah and uh and that's what we drew out that morning and all dogs did fair did real good looked good i mean considering the conditions they looked real good i think I yeah mean, it was extremely it was dry. dry exactly it was really dry really we did get the turnout right there on a on a creek or a slough or whatever you call it but yeah it seems like the only time we've seen a squirrel was right there around water so so y'all are hunting the sunflower which is really big timber and yes. flat ground yes it is so so i guess can do you i don't know how well your memory is it's been several days now but do you remember kind of the the process of what all happened once y'all turned uh yeah we cut loose uh i think i don't i'm not gonna sit here and quote yardages but i don't he didn't yeah. go far and he started opening up I want to say around 150 yards and he started opening up, uh, and tree tree there. We got in there to him. Uh, I think Beth had went on past him. I think she was in there somewhere around six, 700 yards. Uh, 
Chloe was to our right a little bit. Uh, we got in there anyway. Smack had a squirrel on the first tree. So I got, uh, I mean, I got a 100 plus right off the bat. Uh, right when I recut, Chloe treed and uh, we couldn't find her squirrel. And then amidst all that, uh, Beth treed in there deep. Well, let me back up. Beth treed while Chloe was treed. And then Smack started barking in between them two. Beth was in there probably six, 600 yards or so. Uh, Chloe, we were right there at Chloe by about 100 yards or so. And uh, uh, Smack started treating about 300 or so in between them. So we all treat our dogs. I walked with Ryland in there toward Smack, uh, leased him at his tree. Ryland went on to his tree, and we all come back and scored Chloe's tree. It was a circle tree. Uh, and got in there to uh, – the next tree on Smacks, and uh, did y'all go ahead and score Smacks tree, or did y'all go ahead to Ryland's tree? No, no, we had we we scored them as we called them treed. Uh, Chloe was called treed first. Uh, Beth was called treed, and then so uh, you walked past Smack, Smack to to Beth. Yes, could you see Smack when you walked by him? Oh yeah, I walked, we walked right by him and leased him. Ryland went on to his dog. And leased her, and then we came back to. Uh, I was talking about after to, you, just, after you judged Chloe's dog, was it straight in line? Like you had to walk right by him to get back. Oh to yeah, Beth's? it was. Yeah, it was straight in line. Yeah, yeah. So, so Smack was thinking yeah. y'all just pacing around me in here. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was. Uh, yeah, that's exactly what it was. We went in there and then come back to him and, and scored his tree. So did, I don't remember. Did Ryland have one? Uh, no, sir. It was he. It was a it was a circle tree. Big old. I mean, it was a big old viney, big old tree. I mean, in in a bunch of vines, and we we couldn't find a squirrel. Uh, I don't remember next tree. I think well, right off the bat, that next that tree there had a squirrel in it too. So he was uh, all right off the bat. He was two hundred plus I'm, or two fifty plus. I'm pretty surprised that y'all walked past the end of that tree and then left walked past that tree and that squirrel stayed there yeah it was it was way up top and it was a big old black squirrel and i i ain't never shook mine that hard in my life i mean i, I was hanging on them shaking and and miss uh melissa seen it all, all of them seen it you know but it was a big old big old black squirrel it was just at the very top they were hanging tight you know we had to shake the fire out of the vines to get on the move all right. uh, so you're sitting at uh, it's 125 in the USDC for a plus, correct? Yes. So so you're yes. sitting at 150 point or 250. How's that go? What are you sitting at? 250 plus. Yeah. yeah 250, 250 plus. plus. Chloe's 125 circle and Beth is 125 circle. So at this moment you're feeling pretty good. Just don't mess up, huh? Well, no. I, well. I know Chloe is jammed up, and I know Beth. Yeah, I mean, they can pull something. I mean, I at this time we're only literally like thirty-five minutes into the hunt. I mean, I I ain't even studying, thinking I got it won because there's so, no way. You so know, you're you're not thinking defense. You're still on on gas, a foot on the gas. Oh, exactly. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, not not exact, not not in my mind really. I mean, yeah. I was going to let him settle down and be sure before I caught him for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I wasn't going to just go in there and, on his first bark and call him treed, but he definitely, I was definitely going to let him settle down. And it almost, <laughs> and I'll tell you how it went. And the next four or five trees, whatever we went to, they were, they were all circle trees, but 
uh, no, the next the next tree I think we went to, uh, Chloe tree and had a squirrel. Found her squirrel. Uh, okay, so, so that's closer. One, yeah, closer. She's one twenty five circle, one twenty five plus. So uh, Beth is, uh, I think. A matter of fact, I mean, I hate to even say it, but we went in the best tree. She was hammered down, and I, I've, I've, I've hunted. It was the first time I've hunted with her, but I've heard her go uh, a couple times, just sitting at the truck listening to them. And from what Rylan said, she, I mean, I don't think she's ever left the tree, and she just up and left. Um, but he, he was, he. We went and finally found her. She was, she was in there real deep after that. But so at the time. Uh, Chloe was, yeah, 125 plus, 125 circle, and I had 250 plus, and uh, didn't have a circle tree. And uh, he was still, they were still, we re, I think they had recut or something. And, uh, but at this time, uh, Smack went to our left. Beth was deep in there in front of us, and Chloe was 350 or so, 400 to our right. So he tree, uh, Ryland trees, Beth. I tree smack and then Miss Melissa trees Chloe. Well, we all go handle our dogs and meet back up at uh, Smack's tree. Uh, Ryland had made the call. Hey, you know I've already minused her, so we're going. We'll go to Smack's tree first, and then we'll handle Beth after trees are scored. Just being a, being a good sport, you know. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, we went in there, uh, scored Smack's tree. It was a circle tree, so. Uh, if we go in and Melissa's when she comes back up to Smack's tree, she said, I hope that squirrel's still sitting there when we get back. She said, because he was sitting up there just pretty as a picture when we when I walked up there to leash her. And I was thinking to myself, dang, you know, that's oh, yeah. at least that's a tie. You know, it, it, she would have tied me. We'd have had to go into overtime or whatever they call it. At what time? Uh, how, do you have an idea, a ballpark of how much time you think was left at that time? time time's up. Time is up at this point. Okay. It's, it's hunts over. Uh, we're just scoring trees now. So by the time we walk 600 yards, as a matter of fact, I asked her. I said, "How far is she?" Because she's got a great mouth on her. I mean, she wasn't. She was 590 something yards. She sounded like she was 300. I mean, just a great tree dog. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, we we walk all the way back in there to her, and there's the squirrel. We can't find it nowhere. There's a hole on the back side of the tree she was on. So we, I'm I'm assuming it went in that hole, but we couldn't find it nowhere. And we looked and looked, and then it, then we went to uh best tree and and it was a circle tree also but then that, that was that cast that's that's tough situation to walk away from a squirrel and uh you know no, knowing that there's one there and when you come back it's not oh yeah i felt i felt terrible because i wish there was a way you could maybe video it or something like that and then come back and say hey i found the squirrel when i walked up and i had it you know but yeah. i assume you I didn't have any non-hunting judges no, that we were all hunting judges on that. Okay. So that we're was the first, hunting. you know, we all had squirrel, yeah. Yeah, that was the first cast and the second cast y'all uh who who'd you draw out against? With uh drew out Eric Wally and Steen. Yes. On the final cast. Eric Wally and Steen and he he yes. pl- he hunted against some nice dogs also. So he Yeah, that he earned morning his spot. he won his cast. Yeah, he he had a squirrel. It was just one of them deal, kind of like we did on the final cast. He, him and old sniper, I think was going head to head, tree for tree, and 
they just found one one of uh sting squirrels and couldn't find none of sniper you know like i said the squirrels were holding tight man you had to just get crazy on the vine to get them to move if they were gonna move any yeah and uh but yeah he, he ended up he, he had a good cast on his first round too all right so you and eric what do you, what about what time did y'all go out for y'all second cast i think it was right at 11 o'clock 11 30 something like that uh i mean the wind was blowing 15 miles an hour at least Wow. And it was hot. I mean, it, it was rough. When we, 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 we second guessed splitting there for a while, but, and I'll be honest with you, I, I got on the phone with Ty Ford the night before and they said that them fellas split. And I was like, what, you know, me and Ty was sitting there talking. There's yeah. no way, you know, Whereas now I get there and I'm like, well, I see why they split now. You know, I mean, I was just, yeah. I was like, you know, but the day before, I was like, there ain't no way I'm fixing to spend that kind of money and split. But then I get there, and I'm like, I see why they split now, you know. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a very – but like I told Eric, I said, I done told uh, – talked smack to Ty about splitting. I said, I ain't – I'd rather die than split now. You know, there ain't no way I'm splitting after I done – You don't want to get the ribbon, huh? Yeah, I ain't fixing to get uh, that phone call from Ty saying, "What did you? What was that you saying about the splitters?" You know. <laughs> so Ty, uh, so Ty officially but, made you uh, hunt it off. Yeah, if it, if it wouldn't have been for Ty, me and O'Hare would have probably split it. We were both yeah. wore slap out, and it was hot, and them dogs were hot too. Man, it, it was just a rough cast. Well, but. well, Sting hunted the day before on that nine dog hunt. Yeah. No, no, no? Well, he hunted no, hawk. Oh, he didn't hunted he? hawk. Hunted hawk. hunted hawk. I'm sorry. I I, yeah. I take that back. He hunted hawk. I knew Eric hunted it. I I just for had my mind around Sting. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. Yeah. So y'all went out there and hunted. I guess in similar topography, it's all the same. Big oak trees and slough beds. Oh yeah. Dry. Well, there there was no slough bed, no water, nowhere around this this yeah. part. Uh, we cut loose and. Man, right off the bat, Sting goes in there about 150 yards and blows up tree and throws it all locate, you know, and and you could tell Smack was in there around him, and uh, but we got in there to him. Smack was on past him about a hundred hundred yard, 150 yard or so, and anyway, we 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 searched Sting's tree and we searched and searched, can't find. It. I ended up circling that tree, Smack trees within the. You know, he uh, when he gets him off the tree, Smack settles down good while he was while we were searching Sting's tree, and I I call him before he can I I leech lock him. We going in there to Smack's tree and search his tree, and it's it's can't find nothing. Circle trees and uh, would that burn anyway, up about twenty I, minutes or so? Fifteen minutes? Yeah, minutes? yeah, something like that. Twenty minutes or so, I bet. But uh, and this is probably an hour we, cast, uh, correct? Yes, one hour. The second hour. cast is one hour. First cast was ninety. Yeah. Final yeah, final first cast was ninety minutes, second cast was an hour. Okay. <laughs> uh anyway, and then we cut loose again and uh Stain don't go far. Uh I don't I can't remember the yardages, but he don't go very far. And he trees again. Uh Smack makes a little loop in our bias and then we're searching Sting's tree. And next thing I know, I'm looking down my Garmin and smacks 500 yards across a little levee there. And uh, I I couldn't really hear him there because the wind was blowing so hard. But anyway, we searched Sting's tree and searched it. And I mean, the five minutes is up. And 
he uh he he says it's circle tree so he's 250 circle so max got 125 circle and uh we walk 30 say he recut steam well we walked to the little levee and wind's blowing so hard we had done got like 450 from smack 400 or whatever and could barely hear him me and uh, miles could barely hear him in our tree but I could just hear him because I'm used to his mouth, and he just heard the yep. dog that direction barking. So I call Smack Tree to 400 something yards. We get in there to him, and uh, and man, it's like just a, you couldn't ask for no better. A picture perfect. He's treed. He's toenailed on that little tree. It's probably 16 inches around, and there's a. It's it's. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Lake George, but it's all these planted oak trees that are 30 foot, 25 foot tall, or whatever, and just pretty and there ain't no holes there's nests or there's a squirrel in the tree you know so wow. we get in there and sure enough there's a there's a nest 15 foot up and three foot above that nest there's a black squirrel just holding on to the side of the tree and smacks just sitting there looking at him you know he just lucky he didn't timber out you know but if he'd have timbered out there ain't no telling where he went to hey but uh so at this time i'm 125 uh plus 125 circle and make a few more circle trees, make a few more circle trees. And then about, I mean, we're at the end of the hunt, we're just dead. I mean, dogs are shot, we're shot. And, I mean, we're so tired, man. I was helping Eric shake vines. Cause he, well, you could tell he, cause he had had a couple more trees and I didn't, I got lucky on that one. and didn't have to shake none. And, uh, so I helped him shake a few vines on his tree. Cause I could tell he was just shot and, uh, I was too, but, we could uh anyway that's how it ended up i had one one just one more got lucky and we could have found a square all stains trees look good i mean big old pretty squirrely viney trees and i mean that he's a he's a squirrel dog no doubt i mean we just got lucky and found one of smite he just found one on the outside yeah just got lucky i tell you what it, it's tough <laughs> to find them at lunchtime on the outside so oh no doubt you know, you, no you found one, you got lucky. It sounds to me like uh, you're going to have a lot of people hitting you up wanting these coordinates for these black squirrels. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> all I've seen all day. Uh, I think the squirrel that uh, Chloe had that morning, was it was a big red squirrel. and uh, But the rest, all smacks were black squirrels, for sure. They sure yeah. were. Well, you're going to have people saying, uh, drop me a pen. <laughs> yeah, I, honestly, dude, I, I've hunted up there a bunch. And... Uh, like old Ty Ford, me and Ty Ford Chance been up there a few times, and they know some spots of bear. It's just loaded with them, and they know they can take me. They ain't got to worry about me getting back because I'm terrible with directions. I couldn't get you back to that same place if it, my life depended on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I went down there last year, and we were getting patches of them. You kill two or three or two, you know, and then you yep. get out of them. And then you find another spot where you tree one or two, and you get out of them. So it's kind of – I don't know if they got little uh, – I don't know how it works, but they seem to all huddle up together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they do. It was. It was a. It's a neat ordeal, man. I know. I know. Back years ago, a buddy of mine that I've always squirrel hunted. You know, my grandparents or grandfather and uh, walk hunting. You know, just pulling vines or still hunting. But my buddy of mine, Brent Smith, got a dog that's still to this day, in my opinion, probably the best dog I've ever been with. He's just bad news. It. Uh, but he. He was. His name was Sniper. But he was just—he was a little feist dog. But man, we'd go up there to Mahana, and we would just 
I mean, we'd be gone. We'd have to drive two and a half, three hours up there, and we'd hunt for literally an hour, hour and a half, and we'd be driving all the way back. We'd have our limit, and there'd be nothing but black squirrels. But that was back before Facebook and all that junk. I mean, back before social media, man, you could go to the Delta and just you anywhere you dropped out, you'd kill limitless squirrels in no time and be back at the house. Yeah, well, that and Onyx and and all these yeah. uh, hunting apps that show you public land and and I get it, which I mean I can't say nothing about it. I use it too. So, oh yeah, I do too. I do too. It's definitely 100%. nice. Now it also, I tell you what, it, it hurts the the little honey holes that nobody else knew about back, you know, fifteen years ago. Yeah, so, most definitely. But, most definitely. Well, Mister Brandon. We covered the yeah, I, the hunts, and we've covered Smack Daddy, yeah. and what what else you got? Uh, if if somebody uh, wants to hear some more stuff about breeding and stuff like that on the Gator Dogs, uh, Mr. Brandon and Lee Langley, and there was several other gentlemen, I can't recall their names off the top of my head, was on a podcast, uh, I think Chris and Nate labeled it The Pleasure. The Gator Dog Getaway. The, the Gator Dog Getaway. There you go. Yeah, so pleasure hunting. Well, it was Ty Ford and Chance Robertson, man. They got they, they're some of my good buddies, and and Ty and Chance, man, they got one. They got Ty don't hardly hunt snow girl, and Chance don't hardly hunt blackjack no more. But man, they got two of the finest dogs here. Want to walk behind? I mean, we have killed. I'm on. I wouldn't be scared to say thousands of squirrels to them, close to over over a thousand. I know, uh, well, but they're just they're killers. Well, it takes uh, it takes buddies to, you know, it's not much fun hunting by yourself. I'll be honest. No, and it's a lot harder. No, we, I mean, we, we it, I, I'll be I'll be over there so mad when I'm by myself. This slick tree and dog, and I take somebody else, and he's seventy, eighty percent. I just I can't see him yeah. standing under the tree. So, you know, no, heck no. So it no, is what right. it is. But yeah. Well, Mister Brandon, I appreciate you getting on here, and like I said, we're gonna have this out real quick. And I hope to well, I got I got I got some I got something else I wanna say. Just I feel like I I'd be doing a disjustice to the Lord if I didn't. Oh uh, I made a I'll be honest with you, Friday night or Friday, I'll tell you this part of it. I took smack hunting Friday morning. This past Friday morning before the hunt. And uh I cut him loose and that joker made seven trees. And he left four of them. When I say left, he left and went hunting somewhere else and got treated again. I mean, it, he looked absolutely ridiculous. He ain't looked like that in a long since I got him back. He just was pulling a pulling a stunt. I don't know what his deal was or what it was about him. I don't know what happened or what. But anyway, I cut him loose and he made seven trees and he he absolutely left four of them. I mean, would went another three four hundred yards and got treated again. And, uh, all right, let so me stop you right there. Short, I, get, I got a question. Because uh-huh. I've done heard it. I, I Actually, I just wasn't going to bring it up, but I'd heard that, and you almost didn't bring him. You know, yes. the, the Lord works in mysterious ways. There, I guess something was put on your heart to take him, and it's a good thing you did. Yes. But I want to know, if he got down and left and went and got treated again, what did you do? Did you go search that tree, or did you take him back to the tree he was on? No, well, I uh, well, I couldn't really take him back to the tree I was on. I mean, I was five foot three and four and five hundred yards from the tree he was on. You know, I mean, I, I probably would have never found it again. But and the only reason I couldn't create him is I took 
my my training collar and I, I put it on him real loose just to just to track him pretty much because i hadn't had any trouble with him at all he's he just don't leave trees and uh so i i just threw the collar on didn't didn't make it tight you know and didn't didn't even worry about it and just the i mean the first tree he went in there 200 yards and treed for a good three minutes i mean i was easing in there to him just kind of hanging out and just enjoying the morning it was good and cool and Man, after about three minutes, that joker shut up, and I went to hitting my button like she's trying to get him back on it or get him to yeah. bark some more and whatever. And it was I didn't. Then I remembered. I said, "Oh crap, his, his collar ain't even on him." And here I am going to hunt tomorrow, and he he is I can't control him, you know. And so it, it's three trees before I get my hands on him, and I don't know what happened. I don't know if something coming in and run him off of it. But I mean, he wouldn't. I don't know what it wouldn't run him off the other two. There wasn't nothing in there when I got in there to him anyway. So I mean, yeah. it, it it was a it was one of them deals that I I could if he would I could have killed him. You know, it was just a when I when I got out of the woods that day, I called Mister Burt and told him. I said, man, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I said, man, that Joker made seven trees this morning and he left four of them. And Mr. Burt said, oh, he, he's going to be all right. He'll be all right tomorrow. We'll, we'll punt him in that hunt, and he'll be all right. And and the whole time I'm thinking, man, I don't I don't want to waste his money, you know. Oh, I'm yeah. not telling him this to, to not go. I don't want to waste. I don't want him to spend that money, entry fee and him not be right, you know. I want to have confidence in him. But anyway, dude, I, I call him and tell him, and he, he, he says, no, we're going we're gonna to put him in the hunt. We're going to take him, you know, we'll go have a good time. We'll go have fun. I said, okay. And I just want to be honest with you. And uh, so I get home, I put him in the in the uh, pen, and I pull him out, and I love on him a minute just thinking I could have killed you 20 minutes ago, 30 <laughs> minutes ago. And uh, But I love on him, and I put him in the, in the kennel, and I go inside, and I'm sitting there playing my youngins thinking man i don't want to go tomorrow now because i know he, i'm he's just not right and i laid down my head at night or that night and i'm sitting there thinking i pray with my youngins and uh i pray to you know to be safe tomorrow and and uh make sure everything goes good you know and be with be with my family as i'm gone and be with me as i'm on the road traveling and, and while we're hunting you know keep everybody safe and and something dawned on me while I was doing that. And he said, I mean, it was the Lord, no doubt. He said, well, why don't you pray for me to help you win that hunt? And because wow. I've never, I never do. I never pray for stuff like that. I never pray for, uh, to win a ball. I mean, growing up, we'd always pray for, you know, to keep us, keep us, uh, you know, safe. Don't let us get hurt or, or be with everybody, you know, had good sportsmanship and all that stuff. Yeah. But I never prayed to win anything. And uh and I just said, Lord, I don't need I'm not fixing and he sat there on me for thirty minutes. I'm telling you, I laid a slate in that bed for an hour fighting about it. I said, There's I'm not fixing to pray to win no hunt. You know, that's just petty, you know, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. So but I finally he just kept on me and on me and I finally said, All right, Lord. I, I'm going to leave it up to you. You know, if you want me to win that hunt, hunt tomorrow, I would gladly, I'd love to, you know, I, especially, I mean, smack just left four out of seven trees. He can't win that hunt. There's no way he can win that hunt. He's not going to win. it. And uh, I said, but Lord, you can prove me wrong. I said, Lord, if it's your will, please let me win that hunt tomorrow. If you, and, you know, and he said, and that, that was it. He, he left me alone and I went to sleep. 
And it, you know, it don't, it never dawned on me until, you know, I, and I, the whole time I was riding up, up to the Delta, I was sitting there thinking, I ain't believing I prayed for that last night. The Lord's going, you know, he, that wasn't him telling me to pray for that. You know, it wasn't, there's no way. Cause yeah. he's not, he don't want me to pray yeah. for stuff like that. But anyway, we get there and I, and the whole time I'm hunting, I'm like, thinking I'm just waiting on him. I was like, he's going to leave. He's going to leave a tree. There ain't, I'm going to pull a minus. And and it's just it's gonna be ugly and I and I lose and I go down. But it was just like he 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 never even thought about leaving leaving a tree. And he just and the whole time I won the first cast and it just it was like God told me and I know that people may think this silly, but I can I promise you, I don't I'm not saying that this is the God's honest truth. He said, uh, all right, you got one more round. I mean, and I, it was just like he was sitting there talk, talking to me about it. Wow. And I'm sitting there thinking, I know this ain't, this ain't something you're helping me. This ain't something that you want out of this. And, uh, but I go, yeah, we we'll go to the next round. Anyway, I've done told you, went long story short, you know, we win the hunt. And I can tell you when, when I trade that or when C, when smack trade that one squirrel, I was petting on him and I said, thank you, Lord. You know? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure when you called him treed, you're sitting there like, I don't know how long he's been there. I exactly. Don't, you know. didn't know how, I, I just knew he was going to leave. And that's a bad feeling that, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, well, I have one leave at the, OMC, at the UMCA hunt in Batesville. My dog gets down off a tree, runs straight over there and trees a coon. And yeah. boy, he likes him coons, but. You know, I, yeah. I messed around and started coon hunting him a little bit, and he loves a coon. It, trees coons well. Right. I had to quit because every time I go during the day, he'll lay them up. But, anyways, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> long story short, yeah, man, I, you know, it's it's a bad feeling oh, yeah. when they get down. You That's know, right. yeah, no doubt. And it, man, every tree I went to, he was toenail. I mean, just like he was just toenail waiting on me to get there, and uh. But I walked up to that tree when he had that squirrel, and I looked up there, and that pretty black squirrel was just, I mean, it was like the Lord just put that squirrel on the side of that tree saying, here you go, I told you. I told you, don't doubt what I can do. And uh, <laughs> well, I reached down there, and I petted him up, and I, I loved on him, and I told him, I said, man, I, thank you, God. Thank you. Yeah. Well, a lot and, of times uh, we get caught up thinking, you know, the Lord might, he's obviously got bigger things to to take care of but he's still got time for yeah. us too. oh yeah he's still got time for us you little, know. and little thing like i mean it, it don't mean much to a lot of people but that there just showed me you know don't don't limit what i can do in your life don't limit what you know any, anything going on in your life don't think that you can't ask me to help you and i won't help you you know you just got to put him first and let him lead you in your life. And, uh, man, I can tell you, I, uh, whole way home. I was just, I didn't, I didn't know why, but when I, when I reached down there and I petted him, I loved on that dog. And I just knew then, I mean, I, I felt like I got, you know, the Lord told me then said, here he is, you know, here's your squirrel. You want, you want to win the hunt. And, uh, I said, man, thank you, Lord. And I promise you, it was like me and you sitting there talking. He said, he said, you can pay me later. Hey guys, Bob Osborne with Timber Creek Dog Supplies, a one-stop shop for dog supplies and hunting gear. 
He carries everything from coon lights and squalors to hip boots and tracking gear. So if you are in need for some new outerwear, a new thermal, or just a leading collar, check out Timber Creek at timbercreeksupply.com or by phone at 662-230-7410. And if you are ever in the Oxford, Mississippi area, go check out Bob's store. He said, hey, you, I'm not just taking a thank you. you. You can pay me later. And I just thought to myself, what in the world? You know, I don't understand what you, what you, what do I, what do you mean? You know, and I, at the time I'm, th- and I swear to you, I, I'm sitting there talking to you, but I'm sitting, I was talking to God like that the whole time. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I may get emotional about it, but I'm, I'm just, I, I got to tell you, cause that he held his end of the deal up. I got to hold up mine. I and, get it. Uh, you know, but, uh, Mr. Danny Wilkerson in his story that he told Chris about a mule, you know, two miles in, it's freezing cold. He's by himself and yeah. fell, and his mule couldn't get his feet under him, and he was sitting there drowning. He's sitting there trying to hold his mule's yeah. head up. He said he's sitting there holding right. it up, and he held it up as long as he could, and he said, Lord, help me. He said, and it wasn't five seconds that mule had his feet under him. So, exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. He, he's there. Yeah. You just got to talk to him. Well, I, exactly. Well, I, he told me that. He said, he said, he said, you can thank me later. He said, I got, I got something for you. And I just, I don't know. I didn't know what he was talking about. I had no clue, you know, and I get, we walk all the way back to the truck and I, all I can think about is, and I don't know how fast I was walking or what I, I was walking right there by him, but the whole time I'm sitting there thinking, what in the world is he talking about? And what was that? Was that the Lord telling me that? Or was that the devil? I mean, what was that? And, uh, I get back to the truck, we take pictures and stuff. And, uh, Miles says, you know, this podcast never crossed my mind. I didn't know y'all were, or were doing this to the, that winter had no clue. And, um, uh, Miles said, uh, Chris is going to get with you, him or Cody one. And they're going to, uh, call you want to interview on that podcast. And God said, there you go. And, uh, pretty well, much then and he told me, you're going, you're going to tell, people what i what i did for you on that podcast and i don't there's somebody there's somebody out there that need to hear this i don't know who it was or who it is or what but there's somebody out there needs to hear it and i wasn't gonna not not i asked chris the other day i said is he gonna be okay if you know if i give a short testimony or something oh yeah and uh he said oh yeah you know and i just i wanted to make sure because i just yeah. But there's somebody out there that needed to hear this, and I hope they listen to it. And I hope they listen to let God lead them in the way that he wants them, wants to take them. And cause if it ain't got God in it, it ain't worth having. And that's just the bottom line. And they, these dogs, man, I I hunt with a lot of people. I've always hunted with a lot of people, and there's some people in my life that, man, and fox dogs, when I give my life to the Lord, I got saved when I was nine years old, but I actually lived, started living for the Lord uh, when I was 22 years old. A buddy of mine called me and said, "said uh, What are you doing tonight?" It was on a Friday night, man. And I, man, knowing good and well, I, I was gonna go to the bar and, and drink or party or something. But I, I said, "Oh man, I don't know. Probably I don't know nothing. Hang out." He said, "Good. I'm gonna come pick you up. We're gonna go run fox dogs tonight." And it dawned on me, you know, he had got right with the Lord. And there was another guy there that had lived 
you know, they all, we all live bad lives at one time. And they, he, they had both got right with the Lord. And, uh, they had a plan. God had a plan. And, uh, well, I just, I mean, at the time I couldn't say no, I couldn't say nothing. I mean, I had to let it go. I said, fine, that's fine. Just, you know, he said, I'll come by and pick you up at dark. And, uh, so he come by there and pick me up, which was another thing. I never leave my truck. Cause I always take my truck and I get ready to go. I get in truck and I go to the house. And, yeah. uh, so I just can't stand leaving my truck anywhere. But yeah, so I, I do, you know, the whole time I'm fighting and I want to go, but I get my, getting his truck and we get out there and we turn them dogs loose and they strike a fox or coat or deer or whatever, man, I don't know what it was, but, uh, his name, uh, Keith Stubbs and Mitchell Johnson. I don't think anybody on here know a tie may, he may listen. He may know them. But anyway, uh, those two guys right there took me uh, fox hunting that night. And, uh, man, they we got out there and we, we were listening to that race. And they opened their Bibles up and went to reading the Bible and, and, and discussing between each other. And I sat there. I never said a word. And uh, that, that night, dogs, again, dogs have meant they've kept me out of trouble. They have kept me in the woods. They've kept me. There ain't no telling where I'd be or what I'd have done my whole life if I wouldn't have been involved in dogs, coon dogs, fox or whatever, any kind of dogs. But God always used dogs to get me back on the right track for some reason. I guess he knows I love them. But that night, I told God, I said, I'm done running from you. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna live my life for you, and I'm going to put you first in my life. And uh, And I did, man. I come home that night. Or that next morning, we stayed out all night, and uh, we uh, I woke up next morning and I just felt like a new man, and it, I just, I, uh, I told a buddy of mine that lived with me, you know, um, they, they come in and they was like, man, we're going out tonight, we're gonna go, well, uh, so I don't know where they went or what what they were doing. I said, man, no, I'm done with it, I'm done, you know, and that from then on, I, I have I've been done with it, and I, four years later. I met my wife, you know, I prayed, you know, hey, look, God, if you, you like, you put the person in front of me, you know, who, who you want me to be with, I want you, I want it to be you, because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not one of them that's going to be, I don't want to, you know, and I know things happen, but I don't want to be divorced 10 years down the road, you know, yeah. I want it, I want to, I, I want God to pick you, I want you to pick out the, the lady you want me to be with, and shoot, it wasn't six months later, I went to get my teeth cleaned, and I married my dental hygienist a year later, you know? So uh, he works and it's always dogs, man. It is. He's always used dogs to show me or get me out of a dump or get me out of a lull. And I guess cause I I do, I spend a lot of time with dogs. And like I told Chris, man, I know these dogs way. I know the dogs and I know the, the breeding and I know the bloodlines way more than I know my, my rule book, my Bible, you know, what we're supposed to live, live through and live by, you know, our, our role book, you know, well, that's what we're supposed to base our lives on is what, what God led us to read and read us to study and, and guide by. But, and, and I don't do it near, near how I should or near how near as much as I should. Um, but I, I know way too much about too many other things to not know near about enough about the Bible. And I, I got, that's why I was telling Chris the other day and, and I wasn't, wasn't bashing him or, or saying that toward him in any wrong way, but it, it, I was mainly talking to myself, you know, so I, I just, it had brought him brought to my attention, you know, and, but I just want people to know that, uh, 
man, God can work and don't ever think something's too small that he can't, he can't help you with. You know, he, that's just, he showed me big time, you know, through a dog. I mean, I never in a million years would have thought I was going to win that hunt or Smite was going to win that hunt because he was not supposed to. The day before he left four trees and anybody in their right mind is not going to take a dog and enter him in a competition hunt. But when he he told me, he said, don't, you know, whenever he wanted, he, I mean, that's just all that come to my mind was don't ever underestimate me. Don't think that I can't do something. You know, don't think that ain't something's too small to involve me in it. And, and man, it's just, it's hit me right between the eyes ever since. And I just want to, I just, I had to tell, I had to tell that. So Oh, for sure. I'm sure there's dark. somebody, you know, that, that doesn't know the Lord that's going to listen to this tonight. And you know, you never know. They might not reach out to you or I, but it might draw them closer to the Lord or, yeah, you know, yeah. but if we, if you don't talk about it, then that's one person that might not have ever heard it. 100%. That's all like, that's all. I don't want none of the recognition. I'm not even a little, As a matter of fact, I, I would even care if they forgot my name in it. I mean, I just want somebody, I know that God, did what he done Saturday for me to get on here and say that. So that when it left my mouth, I don't care about it. My name being associated with it at all. Cause I know God, there's somebody out there that needed to hear it. And God wanted me to say it. And I just, I knew I had to hold up my end of the deal. Cause he, he did his, you know, he did his part. And, and that was pretty much the, that's what he said. He, I mean, when I, when I told him, he said, thank you, Lord, when I was petting smack up on that tree, he said, you can thank me later. I said, I mean, that's like, like me and you talking. That's what I heard. You can thank me later. And, and, and that's what he showed me, you know, through this podcast. And, and Chris, I know he didn't realize, and you didn't realize when y'all first started what it's going to be, but man, this has been a blessing, man. I love listening to it. And, and especially the, the ones that, you know, that involve Jesus, you know, and, and, and somebody, you know, it always seems like somebody's always going to talk about the Lord on here. And man, it's just awesome. And the God, you can't beat God and you can't beat dogs. So what other, what other better podcast there to listen to, man? Well, I think my title is going to be a, uh, Mr. Brandon Lowry's competition breakdown between God and dogs. Hey, there you go. So, there you go. That sounds awesome. You know, we're we going to talk about God and we're going to talk about dogs. And if yeah. you like that, then this podcast might be for you. And uh, if you don't like that, then maybe you'll stay for the portions that you do like. You know, we can't yeah, make everybody I, I, we can't I, make everybody listen, but we can we can tr- we can try to spread the word about both. That's right. That's right. And for the most that's part, right. everything I've learned is dog men. It don't matter what facet of dogs you're hunting. For the most part, they're godly. I've not been the one that people haven't prayed and, you know, talked about the Lord in one way or another. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know. I mean, I owe, I owe, I owe dogs. I mean, God has put, I mean, I ain't no doubt. He's put dogs in my life. And I told the story on the other one, on the other podcast that, uh, how I got into, I've always grew up listening to dolls and feeding dolls and watering dolls when I was young. And uh, my dad had the, and I told them, my dad had the two black and tans and I just loved them. Things were beautiful to me. I loved them. And, uh, but I, I could, that one night when me and my dad come in 
and uh, we were coming home from eating, and I seen them that light across the pond, man. I, I'll never forget that night. I we pulled over there, and Mr. Keith Stubbs and Eddie Stubbs was was over there coon hunting, man. And from that night for that night on, it was like God put that that love for dogs in me that night. I mean, those two dogs. I actually he ended up let, giving me that dog. Or we were. I mean, he didn't give. I mean, he was. I was hunting that dog for him when he met his wife. Keith did. Keith Stubbs. He met his wife, and so he had quit. He had kind of got fell in love, and he quit coon hunting too. So I wasn't in love yet. So I was still in love with coon hunting. So I'd go. I I had Ringo at my house, and uh, so I kept him in the woods and kept him hunting. And me and his daddy, Mister Eddie, would still hunt. But man, them two guys, they mean the world to me. Man, they they would leave their house from the other side of Summerall, and I live on the in between Summerall. I live a good 15, 20, 25, 20 minutes from them. And, uh, man, they would leave their house and come pick me up, and we'd drive 30 minutes on the other opposite side of their house to go hunting. You know, every every night they went coon hunting, which I didn't help because as soon as I got off school bus, I was ringing, blowing their phone up, making sure, hey, don't forget <laughs> me now. I can't drive. You got to come get me, you know. But, they, man, the, the influence they were in my life, you know, they especially in, in – they just they they changed their life, you know, too. I mean, they they're living for the Lord. Uh, I mean, they're two of the godliest men I know. And my dad would always always help me. You know, they was a lot. I didn't have no food, no money to buy dog food or anything like that. My dad dad always made sure my dogs were dogs had food, you know. And and he would he'd actually go get my dog out when I when I kind of started chasing women. He'd take my dog hunting for me, try to keep it in shape for me while I was chasing women but uh man i just i just I, I owe i owe a lot of my life for keeping me out of uh trouble with the dogs man god and dogs man it just it's something I, the, the miracle he's done through my life through two dogs so and that's that everybody always wonders why in the world i, I mean i spend a lot of money on dogs i do i ain't gonna lie uh i mean lee lee has probably been my worst enemy on dog he that joker i spend more money with lee and we we spend more he He'll find a dog. Hey, this dog over here, you know, it, it's nice. We need to get this dog. We'll, we'll get it, man. That's just, <laughs> I, hey, ever since I met Lee, man, we we spent some money on dog. He spent a lot before he met me, but hey, that dude, he's been a blessing in my life too, man. I owe a lot to him. We we try to, when when you come and go hunt with us, you know, there's not going to be no cussing, no carrying on, man. We 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 try to be a good Christian influence on whoever's with us to. And, and let them know, you know, God, it's because God that we, we be, we're able to do what we do. That's a blessing. It's a blessing to have somebody yes. to hunt with like that. Yep. So. Yep. And I, I met people like you and, and Chris, and I remember like it was yesterday, man, me and, me and Lee was at his house. And, uh, I mean, I, I remember like it was yesterday. Chris called Lee and told him that he gave his life to the Lord. And man, Lee was just on cloud nine. You know, I don't know what him and Lee have been talking about or what, or if Lee even had anything to do with it. But I just remember, obviously, Lee had 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 imp- or not imprinted, but had put a, something in Chris's ear to let Chris know that Lee was a a godly man, a Christian, you know. And 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 so Chris, I mean, it was like it was his birthday. He called Lee and told Lee about it. And then I was just like, man, I, and I didn't really know Chris at the time. And I messaged him on Facebook and told him, man, I am so happy for you, man. I'm glad, you know, it's just a stack, man. I was happy for him. Like it was, it, he was my, one of my best friends, you know, anybody that I, 
hear of or whatever that, that accepts the Lord, man, it's just another another brother in Christ, you know. We gotta build the army back because man, it's there everybody in the world is trying to tear it down right now. Oh, that's a that's a hundred percent fact. And you know, uh I can get off in the weeds on that, but I just, I, I'd, I'd rather not, you're, you said it about as nice as it could be said. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, well, Mr. Brandon, I, I appreciate you giving your testimony and talking about the Lord. Uh, I, I appreciate you laying it out there for everybody to hear because it's, it's not the easiest thing normally to, you know, to talk about for some people. Oh and, yeah. And, yeah. uh, we, we appreciate it. So, I thank you for coming on here and hopefully we'll get you on here in the future. I know, well, I ain't going to say that because I don't want that to be, I don't know that that's public knowledge yet, but, uh, I plan on coming and hunting with y'all. I guess I can say that. Heck yeah. And, uh, Heck yeah. and yeah. I might bring my equipment and we can do one together again. Man, and, yeah. and we can, Mike can talk about that hunt that day and we might can talk about the Lord and maybe something we saw that day that the Lord did. So, yeah, hey, we'll leave we'll leave my junk at the house. We'll, we'll load up some else stuff, and we can go actually kill some for them. Well, I, I'm proud of my dog, <laughs> but now I, I'm afraid I ain't got enough heat for y'all. So, <laughs> oh shoot, oh shoot, that thing, I, I'm telling you, I'm hunting a gator dog too. Actually, my dog's mama and your dog's mama or daddy or brother and sister, I believe, or, or Smack's mama. Is it? Is uh, it? Smack. Smack's mom is Smiley, which is a Kate and Gator male, and and your dog's mom is Candy, which is a Kate and Gator female. Yes. So so I guess they would be. I think it's a different litter, but full full sisters. Yes. Full so, sister. They're, they're one litter. One one litter later. So yeah, that which is kind of yep. neat. So yeah, know. your your dad, your dog, dog, your dad, uh, your dog's dad is Chance Robertson's dog, Jack dog. That yes, other sir. dog I was telling you. That joker's bad news. Well, he's he he's got a lot of motor, and I had to keep him reeled in. I try to keep him reeled in, but you know, I, I I'm proud of him, and uh, you know, some people might Heck not yeah. feed That's him. All yeah, some people wouldn't feed him, but I'm proud of him, and uh, I'm interested in bringing him down there we, and see. Heck yeah, I'm 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 tickled to see him go, man. I'm Jack was the same way, man. You turn that joker loose at at middle of the day, it didn't matter. Chance and Ty, man, we'd have to beg. When we go to the Delta, we'd have to beg them, man. Let's go. I mean, it'd be 1 o'clock or 12, 30, 1 o'clock. Me and Lee sitting there. We could at least kill, you know, two or three squirrels middle of the day, you know, before it got real good. You know? And they'd be wanting to take a nap. We'd have, Finally, we'd get them talking into going about 1 o'clock, you know, and we'd cut Jack loose knowing they wasn't moving. But that joker would get in there five, six, seven hundred yards. And, hey, he'd produce squirrels when they wasn't supposed to be nothing even in the, in the world. He'd, he'd show you a squirrel. Well, I'm hoping to get down there and let y'all look at him. Y'all have dealt with the, the the line a lot longer than I have, so maybe y'all can see some stuff I might could improve on, and, you know, we'll go from there. But I'm oh, interested yeah. in getting down yeah. there, and like I said again, I, I appreciate you coming on, and I'm glad that yeah. that you're getting to hunt you, you boy again. So Yeah, I have nothing. I want to thank Mr. Burt. He's been a blessing, man. I, I was I – was, trying to push him away as much as i could when he wanted me to hunt him and i just i said man i just i don't hunt dogs you know they ain't and i but man it's been it's been 
awesome to be able to hunt him again and i appreciate mr burt for letting me let me do it mr burt carter is a stand-up guy and he's about 20 minutes yes. from me. no hey man he's he awesome. lives he's literally as the crow as the crow flies he probably don't live three miles from me but we have we have the 10 ton wow. waterway that you have yeah. to go around i had to go to amory and then come back up the highway so i had to drive about yeah seven or eight miles one direction out of the way but if i could just go as a crow flies he probably don't live three miles from me through the woods wow so hey he's got that start, he's got that starting pen coming up man he, <laughs> he'd be something to you get some puppies coming up he'll start them puppies for well, you well nice I, I told him i wanted to bring gunner over and let him tree some in there and he said bring him on i said i want to shoot him he said no 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 i said what <laughs> he said you ain't shooting my squirrels in my pen we'll have to go to the public land do that and i just i ragged him a little bit <laughs> But I told him, I said, you baking them squirrels up and ain't shooting them. And he said, well, I got to start them with something. So, that's right. Hey, that's good. That's good well, stuff. <laughs> I'm going to cut us out of here, and I appreciate you getting on here, Mr. Brandon. All right, brother. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye. All right, guys. I really appreciate Mr. Brandon coming on. I hope you all enjoyed that as much as I did. I started off planning on it to be mostly just a competition breakdown, but you know, the the Lord speaks to us, and uh, I'm a really appreciative of Mr. Brandon getting on and, and telling that because there's somebody out there that needs to hear it. Give your life to the Lord if if you if you're ready. If you're not, then you know maybe maybe tomorrow you can talk to him. But he's always there for us, and he's always willing to listen to us. So I really really appreciate Mr. Brandon, and. Also, I was going to give a shout out to one last shout out to our sponsors, Precision Aluminum and Jeff Island and also Mr. Bob Osborne. Uh, you know, I hadn't said it in the past, but if y'all talk to them, mention that y'all heard them on our podcast. You know, these guys are supporting us. They're supporting the hunters. You know, they, they give to a lot of things. Let's support the people that support us as a whole, you know, please give them a shout out. If, you, if you're buying a lead from them or a doll box or, or Hey, if you live next to Mr. Jeff Island, he's cutting your yard, go out there and flag him down and say, I heard about you on a dog hunting podcast. Just give them a shout. And we really appreciate it. As always enjoy the great outdoors. <laughs>